Jesus spoke to my heart, meet me Wow, in Isaiah. Hello and welcome to the Meet Me in Isaiah podcast. My name is Marnie Clark. I am your host. And today the guest that I have is actually me. So I'm sure that you are all very relieved to know that I will not be talking to myself or interviewing myself. I have my precious sister Jenny Gailey here with me. She has been a guest on the show before and she has graciously prayed over some questions to ask me about this podcast. I'm just happy to be here with you, Jenny. I am absolutely thrilled to be an interviewer. I don't know. It just seems a lot more relaxed. This is so relaxed. I was thinking about how relaxed I feel. Something about being with your sister, it's like you complete each other's thoughts. Oh my goodness. Yes. It just feels easy. Yes. And and Marnie, you always have a way of like, she has like the gift of hospitality on steroids. So like I'm here with uh, coffee with a scoop of collagen. We're recording in her <laughs> basement. It's super cold. And she like greeted me with this furry blanket. And <laughs> so we are, we are very comfy cozy here. Yes. Well... It's just awesome. That's one thing I love so much about this podcast is just that it's in my home and I get to have a really special, we talked about this before we started recording. It's just such an intentional one-on-one time with a fellow believer and um, you're my sister in Christ and my biological sister. So it's just really, really special to be here. I cannot think of any greater gift. I cherish that we share our faith in Christ and we love each other so unconditionally and Marnie knows me through and through and somehow she still loves me so (laughs) well yeah (laughs) same here (laughs) oh well I'm so excited let's just go ahead and get right into it all right so the mics have been flipped okay yes so first question Marnie what was the original inspiration for meet me in Isaiah this is going to be a really long answer. <laughs> well, we have we have time. We have all day. <laughs> we have all day. And um, this remains to be seen, whether we're going to divide this up into a two, three-part podcast. Because you know, Jenny is a writer. She's a beautiful, amazing writer. She's just come out with a new book. I, I like to write, but I, I really love to talk. And so I wanted to write. A book about this just very topic like how did this get started and all of this but I think that just talking it through with you is just a little more my speed so it may take a while but I'm excited to share yeah God put meet me and Isaiah in my heart a couple of years ago and it's really it's been a journey it's been an adventure I have just always craved the adventure of the Christian life. That is kind of, I don't know. I know you are. I don't know if our audience, if everyone is familiar with the Mark Batterson books. Oh, he's good. I kind of, I went on sort of a binge reading several years ago of the Mark Batterson books. I'm trying to think of it's like Chase the Lion is one of them, but he, he talks so much about the adventure of the Christian life and just how he started his church and it was like step by step, God would 
put on his heart what to do. And then it was like, and then they didn't know how it was going to work. And then it was just more amazing than he ever thought. And, and so God really just put that craving in my heart to have that kind of an adventure, like a ministry adventure. And it really feels like he has given me that with Meet Me and Isaiah. So a few years ago, believe it or not, I had some dreams. And I'll just preface this with, you know, the only thing for sure that you can stand on is the Word of God is 100% truth. But I do think that God uses other ways to speak to us from time to time. And, and, and it was on my heart. So he gave me, I believe, some dreams where I was reading Isaiah with some Jewish friends. And it happened two or three different times where I had a dream. And and so the last time I dreamed, I, I think I was in some kind of a church or somewhere where I was reading and and I was with a group of people and there were several people of the Jewish faith there and we were studying the book of Isaiah. And in my dream, I thought, well, this works out because they're Jewish and they it's in their Bible. And, and so I woke up from that dream. And like I said, I mean, it could have been the second or third dream similar to that. And so I was just like, what in the world? This is such an unusual, unusual dream Hmm. to be having and to have it multiple times. And, and so I was like, well, what is this? I was just kind of thinking and I was sort of praying and it was the middle of the night. And I was like, yeah, we all we all meet in Isaiah. Yeah, I mean, okay, we all meet in Isaiah. Meet me in Isaiah. <laughs> meet me in Isaiah. And then, and then I just really felt like God spoke to my heart. Jesus spoke to my heart. Meet me. Wow. In Isaiah, with the emphasis on me. With the emphasis on me. And I'm so glad we're talking about this because I have a dear friend, Lisa. I know you're listening. (laughs) Um, She said that not until recently did she understand that the emphasis was on me. And then Mm. she was like, oh, that is just so much cooler. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is Jesus inviting us to meet him in Isaiah. Oh, I love that. So, So there was that. And I thought... And months went by where I I just thought, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do with this. Am I supposed to write a Bible study? Am I supposed to start a Bible study? Am I supposed to write a book? You know, I'm very, as you know, I'm sort of action oriented. Yes. I'm like, now what do we do? (laughs) You know? I love that. And and I'll just pause right here. I love when you said adventure. Following Jesus is an adventure, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it took me so long to realize that as a aha moment, because I wanted some, something, I'm real into theology mm-hmm. and concrete memorizing the verses, but the following me mm. is an adventure. It's, it's following him and listening to that still small voice and, mm-hmm. and following those nudges. And that's exactly what you had to do. So, so again, so you said you didn't know what the next step was. You just knew the phrase. Yeah. I just knew the phrase and yeah, I'm glad you said that because 
you know, when I, we grew up um, in a Christian home and went to a Christian school and church and Wednesday night church and all the things. And I guess following Jesus, I just had this idea that it was going to be something that I would do, but I wouldn't like it. Right. (laughs) I think that's everybody's fear, right? Yeah. Yeah. That it would be like, okay, I'm going to follow you. And then you're going to tell me to do something horrible that I really don't want to do. Right. And the more that I've gotten to know Jesus, I'm realizing that the adventure, that there is an adventure, it's a huge adventure, but the cool part, the best part of the adventure is, and I think, I think his favorite part of the adventure is that you get to know him. Oh, come on. So in the journey, in the journey. Yes. Yeah. I so love that. And so I think that's one reason maybe why he didn't give me the whole vision, but yes. he just sort of gives little clues along the way and listen and wait and lean in. And, yes. um, and so it, it's been a really cool adventure, but I'm so action oriented and I really wanted to do something, but I didn't know what, and, and there was a, a point in time I was really pondering it. Um, I was in a Bible study, a really good Bible study with a large group of women and the leader had just gotten back from Israel. My husband and I had gone to Israel before that, and we, we probably talk about that a little later, but she was talking about her experience, and um, she had she went with a group, and it was really cool, and, and she just casually mentioned these one for, it was called One for Israel YouTube testimonies where people found Jesus who were Jewish, sometimes Muslim. And she said it in passing. And then she just, and I'm in this big, large group of people. And then she just went on to say something else. And I think I raised my, I was like, wait, wait, what? What? Okay. So tell me what you just said. What is this? And I'm like writing it down. I'm like one for Israel. She's like, just Google like one for Israel testimonies. And so I was like, okay, cool. So I did. And I started listening to these testimonies and they're beautifully done. And I would highly, highly recommend, encourage all of you to do the same thing. Google one for Israel testimonies. They're just beautiful. Such a variety of different people who have found Jesus, their testimonies, but one after another would say, And then I read Isaiah 53. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, and so there were a couple of things, really, because I know a lot of times people are like, well, how do you know when God's speaking to you? You know, and a lot of times it's the waiting. Yes. Not assuming and just kind of taking another step and taking another step. But one way I really felt that God was speaking to me in a major way when I was watching these videos was that I could not stop crying. Oh, and that is a major way because, you know, we are both feelers. Yes. And I know we get, we'll get into personality much later, but introverted feeler versus extroverted feeler. So when you were crying, you knew God was touching your heart. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, confirmations, God is 
always speaking to us on a heart level. Yes. And for your heart to be so soaked with his spirit and communing with his heart, uh, what a beautiful, beautiful confirmation um, to fuel you to take the next step. Absolutely. And you know me, I don't cry very often, actually. I'm a feeler, but I don't cry. You don't very actually often. come to think of it. Yeah, yeah, it really is a lot of times a very spiritual experience when I cry. And I was just, I don't know, I, I was just absolutely blown away. And there was one in particular, I think one of my favorite of the testimonies, the guy actually says, the gentleman He's an older gentleman, and what is it? His name is actually Israel Cohen. Oh, C-O-H-E-N. what a great name. Yeah, Israel. There you go. Um, so maybe if you can look up his, but he's so funny. He was, I think he was in the Navy, and one of his bunkmates asked him to read Isaiah 53, and he opened his Bible, but it was one they had been given. I think he said when they went into the military, they asked them, do you want, I think it was like a Protestant Bible, a Catholic Bible, or a Jewish Bible, right. a Hebrew Bible. And he was Jewish. And so he asked for the Hebrew Bible. And the guy said, well, I, you know, he opened his Bible and he said, read Isaiah 53. So he opened it and he reads it. And, you know, he's reading things like, um, you know, all we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. The Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Wow. Reading, you know, he was pierced for our transgressions. And he said, he said, I got so mad. He said, <laughs> I said, what? He said, this is, somebody gave me the wrong Bible. I asked oh, for a Hebrew Bible. And he wow. thought someone was trying to trick him. And so he looked at the back and it was like Hebrew press or whatever. He's like, no, this is my Bible. And he's <laughs> like, no, this is your Bible. And he said, I thought, what is Jesus doing in my Bible? Oh, how funny. And I and I just stopped and I thought, he's throughout he, the whole thing. <laughs> he is. And, and I thought, he met Jesus in Isaiah. Oh, he did. He did. And I'm like, oh, it kind of oh. blew me away. It was like, okay. It was all coming together. Jesus in Isaiah. Yes. And so I thought, okay, Isaiah 53 is really significant. And the more I looked into that, it was like, I read that in the synagogues that you, they don't read Isaiah 53. And I found that very interesting. Yeah. When you said that. Yeah. And it's so powerful. It's so powerful. And, you know, I'm not saying it's like they're trying to be deceptive or whatever. You know, they don't read everything. Right, right. It's not like they read it cover to cover, but they do read from 52 to 54 and so mm. I you know it's me totally skipped just it's to, it's skipped that's in the, interesting in the synagogue readings and so I thought well I'll just tell everybody about it oh Marnie and you are the marketing megaphone <laughs> I don't know I no, you are I love it like what is so awesome about Marnie is if she loves something she'll like really really let you know and so this is so Marnie, like, like you said earlier, you were afraid of God would give you some sort of drudgery assignment, but yes. God is so personal and he's like, Marnie, I need I got you. something for you. <laughs> I need you to, to broadcast the importance oh. of, of meeting me in Isaiah. And, and the, it just tied in your marketing background and your personality and all of it. 
Well, he's so personal. You know, God is our father, our creator. And it's like, he, he knew. And, and it's, Jenny puts it in a very nice way. Sometimes I have in the past, you know, my marketing megaphone, sometimes shoving things down people's Oh, throat. no, no, she's really like. Sales. But you're like the redeemed megaphone. Aww. You're the one who like. He's changed me a lot. Cloaks everything in generosity. Well. So like if, you know, like you're buy, if you're excited, you'll buy one for someone else. Aww. Like, you know, you, you are the like redeemed megaphone. Well, he has changed me a lot. He really has. But yeah, so I thought, oh, well, this is fun. And so, of course, I told Clay and. You well, you know Clay. He's like, oh, well, you know, he's like, go for it, you yeah. know, whatever. He's like, go. Oh, for Oh, he's it. so supportive. That yeah. is Clay. Yeah, go for it. And I'm like, and I was like, well, people don't know about Isaiah 53. And he goes, well, why don't you just get a T-shirt and say <laughs> read Isaiah 53? Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I don't know if I want to say read Isaiah 53. And then I thought, meet me in Isaiah. There you go. Meet me in Isaiah. I remember when we were trying to come up with all the names yeah yeah that is so so good and and Marnie I love it like and I think the vision kind of I think you were saying how it just evolved Mm -hmm. I love how it also has united the body of Christ Mm. Um, one of my favorite aspects about the meet me and Isaiah ministry is it literally gives a microphone and a voice to people that would not have one I I was an honored guest to be on your show and I am like the classic introvert and like you said I you like to be more extroverted and I'm more introverted but I'm very very passionate so it was just so refreshing to be able to unite in faith and come together and um but yes so so tell me too you also do we know you're very, very passionate about many things, and you're also passionate about Myers-Briggs personality. Yeah. So tell me about how, like, God used that and brought it together to weave in this ministry and this podcast and kind of the journey of getting to know people and bringing people together with different personalities. Well, I love that you made the connection because I always feel like, my passion for Myers-Briggs personality is sort of separate from this ministry, oh, but I, you really are the separate. first one that made that connection. And I, I never really thought about it in that way. Yeah. I mean, I love, I think kind of like a, and I don't know if everybody knows about Myers-Briggs right now, Enneagram's kind of the hot personality type. Topic. And what is your Enneagram by the way? Uh, you know, what do you think it is? I think I'm, I'm a three. I think. You know, I don't, I'm not as well versed. I, you know, all the numbers always have to reference. So. Yeah, I think I'm a three. I'm, I'm not positive. You know, the threes are the ones who really are big on performance. And I think kind of like find your worth in performing. And I think that's probably production. production. And, yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably. So Myers-Briggs, and I, I think it made you a series coming up on Myers-Briggs through the, through the lens of the gospel, but. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Really, really cool. So Myers-Briggs, I'm an ENFJ and ENFJs by nature. We like to, we're extroverted feeling and we just love bringing people together and we, we like to support people in their gifts, I guess. Yes. So for those who don't know, can you kind of do a quick 
what ENFJ, what that for yeah, those who so don't know. E is, stands for extrovert, N, intuitive, F, feeling, J, judging, not judgmental, but judging. <laughs> so, I, you know, I won't get too much into the nitty gritty of it, but I really do love bringing people together and encouraging people and their gifts. And um, I, I just love connecting with other people. Yes. And so what, you know, you talk about like God having such cool, wonderful things that we enjoy for us in the adventure. I love so much having this podcast and being able to connect with people in the yes. body of Christ and, and be able to um, just hear what they're doing and how God is giving them their adventure and what everyone mm. has such a unique assignment. And so, you know, just like in Ephesians 2, 10, we are his workmanship mm. and he has such great things for us, yes. specifically for us. And I love that so much. And so, yeah, I guess it has really brought that together to be able to, to connect with different ministries. I and like to help promote. I you enjoy have, that. You have, and you know, I just love Meet Me and Isaiah because you are, what, what is that passage, Marty? And you can probably tell me that you, the other one that you really love, that we are his letter, that, mm. that we, it is by, he has qualified us to by the spirit mm -hmm. and not the letter of the law. And so mm -hmm. one thing that Meet Me and Isaiah does is a lot of times we'll hear the word, don't neglect the fellowship, you know, mm -hmm. and we'll just hear it like, you better not do this. But what it does is you're authentically building community and equipping and relationships um, within the body of Christ in such an effortless, loving, authentic way. Mm. And it was something that God dropped in your heart. Mm -hmm. You took the first step and it has already become a network of love and knitting hearts together in love Aww. and personalities, different ages, different generations. They've come together in this organic way uh -huh. th through Meet Me and Isaiah. Oh, I love the way you have such a way with words. <laughs> I see why God gave you the writing adventure. Um, I, I really do love it. And, you know, getting back a little bit to what we were saying about now I'm saying, where did I put your book? I had, oh, here it is. <laughs> um, I had something I wanted to say out of uh, Jenny just has a new book out and we're going to have a, I will be interviewing her. We'll flip the mics back the other way. This and, is so Barney. This is, this is me interviewing you and you're reading from my book. This oh is no. so an ENFJ. But yes. you'll see, you'll see when I read it that this really did, this is very genuine. This really did hit me as something so important. Um, I'm reading Jenny's new book. It's called Sacred Spaces, Boundaries and Margins for Abundant Life. And I know you just heard that title and you're like, everybody needs that. So Amazon. <laughs> um, but anyway, so when you were asking about Meet Me and Isaiah and how it happened and all of these things, you know, 
one thing that I've struggled with, I know you have said you also struggle with is perfectionism. Oh, come on. Lifelong struggle. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, did I do this right? Yeah. Did I do this right? Was kind that of, what was supposed to happen? Yes. And that rumination. Ruminating, and so, spinning. Yes. Spinning, all of that. And so, so there have been times when I have second guessed did I, is this what God intended mm. for me, me and Isaiah, mm-hmm. you know? And I, and I kind of laugh because I, I think, well, one time I thought he, maybe he was just telling me to meet him in Isaiah. But you know, it's all of it with God. It's all of it. It's but all of it. Yeah. It just, I thought, I thought, but one time I seriously had this huge, like, oh my gosh, like, was this just not like, did I just kind of go rogue and run off and do this? Was this not what it was supposed to be? And, um, and it's been such a beautiful journey of knowing him better and meeting him in Isaiah, but I was reading and I love, love this. So, okay, let's see. Let me see where to start. This is page 71. This is on your chapter about creating. And she said, Jenny says this, she says, the more distant we are from God, the more we will view him as a harsh taskmaster. I remember reading Genesis and getting so excited about a certain verse that I called all of my family to tell them. And I do remember that. Mm. Um, Genesis two nineteen. it says, and out of the ground, the Lord formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air. And he brought them to the man to see what he would name each one and whatever the man called each living creature that was his name and then Jenny says this she says I felt my my spirit leap as I read this verse I did and I don't think I stopped meditating on its magnitude for at least a week God is not only creative he leans in and waits to honor the serendipitous branches of our imagination he brought the living creatures to man to see what he would name each one how this verse caused me to receive the love of my heavenly father Mm. in the deepest core of my being. Our creator is curious about our own creative vision. Oh, I cannot even tell you how much that healed me. Just knowing that God has allowed us to have so much freedom. Yes. Perfectionism will constrict and restrict you. Yes. And the biggest way it restricts you is in your identity. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Marnie, I, I do just, I love how, thank you. And I love how Meet Me in Isaiah allows people to be free mm-hmm. in a place of love to share both their struggles and their triumphs in Christ. Yes together yes well I read that and I thought that is so cool you know maybe God wanted me to be creative when he yes. dropped that in my heart what know? do you want to so, call it Marnie yes, yes exactly. I love it so maybe that was something we sort of worked on together yes. I don't know I don't know how it all works but I do know that um that when you see God who he is as someone who the lights to give you opportunities mm. to walk with him, to be able to to spread his word in a way that fits, that's not ill-fitting. It's I like, love it. Wow. It's not ill-fitting. Yeah. Yes. It's, and yes, Marnie, meet me at Isaiah with your marketing love of people. Like you love people. Like you sincerely do. 
And, I do. Well, and I'm you fascinated by people. Getting to know people. And yeah. this is like picture perfect. Like you didn't even know what it was going to be, but God was like, oh, come on. Just keep going this way. Keep I, going. I love it. Okay. So, so Marnie, so you ask every guest that comes on your show, and I'm going to ask you the same question. What is your favorite passage in Isaiah? <laughs> Okay, I'm going to cheat a little bit because okay. I have to do. I have to do two, but they relate to each other. I think um, there. I know I should. People are thinking I'm going to say Isaiah 53. I do so love it, but so I'm going to say Isaiah 55, one and two, as well as the chapter of Isaiah 30. And so I, I really feel like they relate, but. Mm. Isaiah 55 is the passage that talks about come to the waters, Mm. you who have no money, come buy and eat, buy wine and milk without money, without cost. And then it says, why do you spend your money? And I'm paraphrasing on what doesn't satisfy, come and eat what is good and you Mm. will delight yourself in the richest affair. And so it's like, I love, you know, Jesus when he talked to the woman in the, at the well about the water welling up to eternal life, I mm. love one of my favorite things that Jesus said in the, in the Bible was in his conversation with her, he asked for a drink and then mm. he says, if you only knew who you were talking oh, to, come on, yes. If you only knew who you were talking to the living water. Right. Yeah. He said, Mm -hmm. you would have asked me and I would have given you water. You know, praise God. Can we just pause again right there? Because, you know, Jesus wants to wash his bride in the areas of our shame Mm -hmm. and perfectionism Mm -hmm. and condemnation. He washes the bride with the living word, which is himself. Mm The, the woman at the well, he knew every dark thing about her mm-hmm. and did not condemn her. So it's oh, yeah. in that place of goodness and freedom that sets us free. But, you know, in that moment when you are struggling or doubting yourself or ruminating or worrying or yeah. spinning, maybe you just need the living water. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're just thirsty. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to hear that still small voice against the crowded condemnation against the shouts. Yeah. And how many people can't get past that point to realize they need water? Yeah. Yeah. That that's, you know, because you're looking everywhere else. Everywhere else. That which does not satisfy. Looking to the world, to other people, Mm -hmm. for people to validate you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I love, I love that passage so much. And then the other passage that I really feel relates to that um, is Isaiah 30. And kind of really the whole chapter, but Isaiah 30 verse 15 says, For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel has said, In repentance and rest ye shall be saved, in quietness and trust is your strength. 
but you were not willing. And then um, in verse 18, it says, therefore, the Lord longs to be gracious to you. And therefore, Mm. he waits on high to have compassion on you. For the Lord is a God of justice. How blessed are those who long for him. Um, And now I'm wanting to rattle off many more of my favorite in Isaiah. But I really feel like that relates to Isaiah 55 in the sense of just that striving. That's been a struggle for me. Striving. Yeah. It's like, why are you spending your money on what doesn't satisfy? He really just wants us to rest and look to him. When you look at the entire Bible, it just, it just, it's like, look at me, look to me, Mm. look to me. It's not that hard. Right. Like what he's wanting from us is not his yoke is easy. He He wants wants us us to return him to return Return and rest. Return. Yeah. Some versions say return and returning and rest. Yes. Um, And I love the picture. I love the picture of God. I love it when he says he waits to have compassion on you. I just picture God in heaven just with like, like an excited parent wanting to give a present to their child and they're just waiting. It's like, he's going, I can't wait. Oh my goodness. Yes. Just let me, let me love you. Like, please let me love you. It makes me think when you say about the anticipation and the waiting Mm -hmm. and we, the enemy always tells us you got to get it all together. Yeah. When the prodigal son took one step and he had this, I just had that picture in that waiting here. Let me embrace you. Let me put a robe on your back and a ring upon your finger here. You are entering in your rightful place Mm -hmm. of sonship. Yes. Because you realized back to Isaiah 55, that which you thought was going to satisfy, didn't didn't satisfy. And all of it was to re-navigate us into our rightful place of Mm -hmm. sonship. Yeah. Praise God. Oh, I love that. You know how I love to pair the Isaiah with the New Testament. That's just perfect. Because Jesus is all throughout the Bible. He couldn't wait for his son to come back. Oh, he was was just just waiting, waiting to not just like say all is forgiven which he did but he went a step further he lavished let's his throw son. a party let's have a party yeah. yeah and i love in that story i love how his son was like it's like he was not even listening to his son when his son was like i'll do this and i'll do I this and i'll it. do this and he's like quick go get the oh come calf, on you know and and let's just pause right right there too because it wasn't what he could bring, but it was rediscovering who God was to him. And mm-hmm. we have to come to the point where we acknowledge it's an alien righteousness. It's not a righteousness of our own right. from that comes from the law, but it's acknowledging Christ. Even in the Old Testament, he said, you know what? I'm going to do this for my namesake. Yeah. He saw, and I think it was, was it in Isaiah that no one else was going to to be able to perform salvation because salvation is an author and he's the author and the finisher of our faith and mm-hmm. salvation belongs to the Lord. So he himself mm-hmm. had to be our redeemer. We had to acknowledge that there's no good thing inside of us apart from Jesus Christ 
And once we acknowledge that, he goes, now I can work with that. Yeah. The, the saddest state of affairs is someone who thinks they don't need anything. I mean, that's the saddest. Oh, Marnie. That's the saddest. So when you, when you see how, how needy you are, how helpless, you know, Jesus hung out with the sinners and it's like, I don't know. So yeah, when you said that, I thought, yeah, the saddest place to be would be to think you don't need him. That you don't need him Mm -hmm. because then you wouldn't follow him. Mm -hmm. You can't follow him until you realize you need something. Yeah. Oh boy, do I ever realize I need him. That's so good. Oh boy. Oh, Marnie. Okay. Well, I'm going to lead into the next, and where you finished before I move on with your verses. Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, um, yes, there's so many more I love. Um, and I, I won't go into them, but I'll tell you what, just, just to leave with this, just a little teaser. So you may want to go read Isaiah 49. There's a mm. phrase in 49:23, and I love it so much. It says those who hope in the Lord or those who hope in me will not be disappointed. I love that because I don't like being not, disappointed. Me neither. I don't like I don't to be like to disappoint and I do not want to be disappointed. I don't like it when my packages <laughs> arrive and, and they're empty. It, I, that's happened before where you open what? it up. Oh, yes. Oh, I've had packages you arrive. You're kidding me. With nothing in it and there's nothing more disappointing. I've never had that. I know. Sometimes it's the wrong thing. Sometimes, But you know what? You're right. This world will disappoint us, but... If you put your hope in God, he's not going to disappoint you. Exactly. Yeah. That's so good, Marnie. So let me ask you, and you've, you've already like touched on this a lot, but let's just go a little further. What is God teaching you right now in this current season of your life? Yes. You know, and I talked about a lot about the adventure um, of the Christian life and God has really been teaching me not to worry. Not to worry. That's a hard one. And I I guess I need to say it's he's teaching me that, but he also I really feel like I have had a breakthrough in that area. It and and I think it had to do with a revelation of who God is and how Mm. much he loves me. So it was connected to his love for you. Yes, because it's like if he loves me and he is all powerful, which both of those things are true, then what is there to worry about? So it was almost like you tapped into your spiritual reasoning. Yeah, it really was. It was kind of like, what what am I doing here? Like, let us reason together. I love it. Come let us reason together. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I've all, you know, I am a more of a feeler, but when things don't make sense, it really bothers me. Oh, come on, yes. <laughs> and so I'm I, right there with you. Yeah, yeah. Well, something's like illogical, but I'm like, I'm not being logical here. Like, there's nothing to worry about. Like, no matter what I do, I just hit grace. No matter where I go, I'm going to hit grace. Right. He, he has paid for everything. He's the creator. He owns yeah. everything. Um, but there really has, and I'd say it was probably about a month and a half ago, I had a real breakthrough in that area. Um, and it really is also connected to the adventure of the Christian life, too, because... There's that word again, adventure. Adventure. Yeah. We just got back from Jackson Hole, Ooh. Wyoming, and um, 
And it was freezing, right? And it was freezing. Oh, my goodness. Uh, negative. I don't like the cold. 16 feels like negative 41 or something Sheesh. like that. Yeah, it was too much. Yeah. But we were coming back. We were on the airplane. And there were two things that happened that really struck me. You know, you know when something happens and you go, gosh, that just really spoke to me. It was another aha moment. Another aha moment. So we were coming back and the flight, the landing was like really bumpy. Like, like one of those things where, I mean, you know how it kind of makes you feel like your stomach just like lurches. Yeah. I mean, it was like, bam. And and I have always really had a lot of motion sickness in flying. Oh, my. Especially when that would happen. But this time, it was so funny because every time we would hit a bump, <laughs> there were these children in the back of the airplane, and they would laugh. Oh, and, Marnie, and what They just a broke into laughter, and they were like, ah, like it was a roller coaster. What a picture, Marnie. And I thought. Oh, they're not afraid. They're having fun. Oh, I love it. And I, I actually didn't get sick. I was so distracted and amused by these kids thinking that this was so fun and exciting. And it would be like, bump. And they'd be like, ha, ha, what's ha, ha, next? Ha, ha, ha. What's next? That um, is hysterical. There was no fear. And so they right. weren't sick. They weren't scared. They were just having a ball. And it, it was just they were having a ball. Wow. And the other thing that struck me, both on the airplane, when we were boarding the plane, this was that this was after that. So we landed in Atlanta. That particular ride, the bumpy ride, was from Jackson Hole to Atlanta. And then we had a long, long mm. layover. We had delays and our plane actually didn't take off till two o'clock in the morning. Oh my gracious. And there was a little girl in her father's arms getting on the airplane and a couple of people in front of me and she was just in a deep sleep, you know, and it was wow. like, she was in a deep sleep. He Not was a holding care in the her. World. Yes. And I thought she's getting on the plane. She'll wake up. She's not going to know where she is probably at first, but she's going to be right there with her father who she completely trust. Hmm. And it just really didn't matter where she was. She was in her father's she arms. She was in her father's arms, whom, you know, who she trusted. And yes. so he really, he, I would say he's teaching me not to worry. Um, but he really, and I feel like in a supernatural way touched me. I, I can't explain it, but mm. in somehow in a supernatural way, there was some healing that took place. And I do think it's connected to more of a revelation of how much he loves me. Praise God. And I, you know, yes. my struggles with anxiety, like he, Oh, you know, mine is as well. And that's part so. of, we relate on both levels of being sisters and the natural and yes. sisters. Uh, in Christ. And Marty, the healing, I love that too, because the Meet Me in Isaiah, especially the the Isaiah 53, mm-hmm. we all need healing. It's not only physically, yeah, but on the soul level, emotionally, and also spiritually. And, and when you meet Jesus, you don't even, like you said, you have to acknowledge the need first. Uh-huh. And when you start acknowledging the need, you start discovering more 
of what's available to you. Absolutely. That's so good. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I'm not going to get into this today, but you know, I have some, I have a surgery coming up and some physical things. Um, but what you just said, I just feel like so is so important. I may need to recruit you to come interview me. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you know, I really have enjoyed this. I just have so much I want to say. Yes, we may have to do a... <laughs> this may be a regular. In Marnie, yes. And we know God has you in this season and will safely bring you to the other side. Um, so, yes. Well, yes. Yeah, so, I, I, I do think that, um, that I want to... I want to just keep this conversation going. So I I think this is part one. I think so too. So for time, should we just wrap it up and do a part two? Yeah, let's, let's do part two. So everyone stay tuned because I have so much more I want to say. Well, I I enjoyed this so much. Time slowed down and literally like there were times when we were talking and I felt like time stood still and it was just me too. I really enjoyed this. So thank you so much for the opportunity to interview you. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much for joining us today. Jenny talked about Meet Me and Isaiah bringing the body of Christ together. And I was just thinking about how so many of the amazing people I've connected with in the last few years I have met through my involvement with Beacon People. Beacon People is a nonprofit in Birmingham whose mission is to guide, connect, and launch purpose-driven people into God's calling for their fulfillment in His glory. If you're longing for more purpose and community in 2023, then visit beaconpeople.org to learn more. And if today's episode encouraged you, please share it with a friend. Happy New Year.